0: Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Rev. Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God even as you listen. Be blessed. The entrance of your word gives light, brings understanding to the simple. Reveal yourself to us. No one can teach us you, but you reveal yourself. Lord, reveal yourself to us. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Lord, we are hungry to hear from you. We are desperate for you. Speak to us. I bring myself under the influence and I subject my faculties to the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, speak through me to the body of Christ. anywhere, Anyone watching in any part of this world. I pray, and those of us here, speak to all of us. Let us hear your word clearly. Reveal your purpose, reveal your intention, reveal yourself through the pages of scriptures. Jesus, that we may see you and know you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 The Apostles' Creed says, I believe in God, Father Almighty, Creator of the heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ. So watch this. This is very important. What do we believe in? Remember? What do you believe in? Father. The Father Almighty. I believe in God. All right. We believe in God, who is the Father Almighty. So what do you believe in? God, the Father Almighty. All right. So I believe in God, the Father Almighty. And in not only God, and in Jesus Christ his only son so what was said about God the father almighty based on the apostles creed it was not too much it didn't say a lot we um, spoke about the apostles the, the church father said I believe in God the, the, I, I explained the purpose of the apostles creed if you're a Christian you're a Christian because of what you believe in so there are people who say they are Christians but they actually don't know what they believe in you're actually not a Christian because it's what you believe that makes you a Christian. Whosoever believes it, for God so loved the world, not again, that whosoever believes in Him, He said, "Go into the world and preach the gospel. They who believe in me, baptize them." And Bible said on that day, many believed and were baptized in Acts chapter two and many, about 3,000 souls were added to the church based on what they believed actually Acts chapter 2 Bible, verse 45, 46, 47 somewhere there, it talks about um, how Acts chapter 2, 45, 47 talks about how many became obedient to the faith and Bible talk, uh, spoke about how um, um, priests, even priests the priests became believers in Acts chapter 8 after Philip preached in Samaria Many people believe, and Simon the sorcerer himself believed. So, you 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 are not a Christian until you believe. You don't become a Christian by birth. You become a Christian by belief. So, in the early church, as soon as you say you want to be part of the church, there are basic things: Do you believe in God the Father? And do you believe Jesus Christ? He died. He, 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 he was born I mean, He came on earth God He died was um, buried resurrected Do you believe this? Is, do you believe? So the, the Apostle's Creed Is a summation of the The bedrock of the Christian belief If you don't believe that You can't be a Christian So for instance Jehovah's Witness Do not believe that Jesus is the son of God And so then they are not Christians like us It's as simple as that anyone who does not believe what we believe what these things that we are talking about there are certain other things like some churches uh, some churches may believe in giving communion to everybody some churches may not believe in giving communion to everybody just some churches even believe in infant baptism like the, I think the Presbyterian church infant baptism or even the Anglican church others don't believe those ones are not essential but the essential belief that defines whether you're a Christian or not is what is captured in the Apostles' Creed. Does that make sense? And so those times when you come, do you believe that Jesus is Lord? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? He's Lord, you know, and he's our Savior, and he's a Messiah. Yes, I do. Then they baptize you, and then you begin to live. You accept that. You begin to live by based on that. Now, as time went on, as I said, people now had to... Uh, they were not asking people anymore because now people come to church So like here. So you go and uh, your friend, come to church. God is doing some good. He comes and sit down. Comes the second week. Comes for one month, two months. He, he signs something. Said, now I'm a member of Caris, So I'm a Christian. There are people who have, when they are feeling forms. what's your religion? I'm a Christian. But they don't even know what they believe in. Do you believe Jesus is Lord? Well, if they say I can't, I can't be bothered. No, you should be bothered. You should know what you believe. I don't know that you are not a Christian. Yeah. So "Whosoever believes in Him." Mm-hmm. So what? Do you, you don't believe? You are, or you don't even know whether you believe or not, and you claim you are a Christian. You are not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so now we. So he said, "Apostle's Creed." Is, is it interesting? I'm just thinking about this. It starts with. What does it start with? I believe. I. It's so personal. Not we believe. I. Not me and my mother and my family we believe. No. It's not like any. We, we don't become Christians in a group. It's like you go to hospital and they do surgery to for in a group for you. You understand that? No, they don't do surgery in a group for for a group of people at the same time. So, no. It's individual even if they are doing your different beds individual at a time when they are when the machine is on you a heart monitor eh? the heart monitor doesn't monitor group of people's hearts it monitors in people individuals hearts that's life that's how life is so we believe individually so I believe now what do we believe in God the father almighty Right then he said, "Creator of heaven and earth." He said a bit, a bit theologically about the Father, who he is, what he does, which I've explained. Now we, we went on. Then he brought the 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 Christi- theologians. We call it the Christological confession, the confession about Christ. Said, so, and that took chunk of the Apostle's Creed, and for several Sundays I've been on Christ. If you have noticed it, so the christological confession after confession of the father it goes on i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth and in jesus christ so i believe in jesus christ his, then he began talking about jesus christ the confession what is jesus christ god's only son our lord Conceived uh, by of the Holy Ghost, born by uh, conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, Mary, suffered under Pontius family, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is he seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come. It's all about Jesus. That's Christological confession. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Did you see that? From there. So that's, that's where he ended the Christological confession. He's coming back. Then it goes on. From his account to death, the living and the dead. Let's see the next phrase. That I believe in the Holy Ghost. So you can just summarize this. I believe in God, the Father. Yeah. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand that? I believe. And right away, the Christian confession of faith, it's, if you can tell, the key elements of the Christian confession of faith is the Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. God, the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, before any other thing comes in. So I believe in God the Father, I believe in God the Son, and I believe in God the Holy Spirit. Some people claim that, you see, Holy Spirit is not God. But Jehovah's Witness and all kinds of people, but Jehovah believe that there's no like anything like the Holy Spirit. It's just the, called the force of God. It's the force, it's like force that makes things happen. And God's force. Bible talks about in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, says it says that and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Yeah. And the Bible says that and the spirit of God. So do so you realize that right from the beginning, the Holy Spirit has been around. Yeah. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. The, right from the verse 2 particularly, right from the beginning, the Holy Spirit has been and the spirit of God did you see that? And the spirit of God was hovering. So the Holy Spirit has always been around. It's not that, okay, after Jesus died, he went, on a day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came. No, he's always been around. So we're talking today, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Someone say, I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy spirit. We'll say it again. I believe the Holy I believe, you can say it louder. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in, Let's start with I believe in God the Father. I believe, Son, I believe in God the Son and I believe, in the I believe in the Holy Spirit before we go further with the Holy Spirit I, have to, I want to establish and uh, underscore the point that the Holy Spirit is God right the Trinity the Trinity is Godhead God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit as I said Jehovah would say is a false he's not a false he's a person the Holy Spirit is not an it he is a he all right it's not an it, it's a he because it's God. Now, just to just a little bit of uh, scriptural backing to let you know, in Acts chapter five, in Acts chapter five, Bible says something very interesting happened. Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, they sold a piece of land because people were bringing donations and uh, or bringing seeds, all right? Those things are not donations, sorry, it's a seed. They are given to the things of God. They also decided to join the team. They went and sold their land and they came and told the apostle, This we sold our land and we brought all the money to God or to the church. And Peter said, Satan, hey, sorry. Ananias, watch this. He said, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to who? The Holy Spirit. Did you see that? To lie to the Holy this thing. You brought the money to the apostles' feet. Put back on the screen. Look at the verse 2 look at verse 2, Bible says that and he kept back part of the the proceeds. his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part of it, laid it where? Not the Holy Ghost's feet, apostles but he says you are not lying to man and then so the verse the next verse, Peter said Peter said, yes why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and kept back part of the price of the of the land for yourself if no. What? and you came kept, you kept to pretend as if that's everything you got no, he said before you sold it, it was yours and after you sold it, it's still yours you can keep it and say that okay, I want to give a little bit of it but why do you want to deceive us as though that's everything you two you have brought everything he said, why has Satan filled your heart to, to do what? To lie to, to the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit and go to the next verse, verse 5 verse 5, then, then Ananias hearing this and fell and, and died and so some guys took him and went and buried. Those times they buried people very quickly. Yeah. Because if it's like, uh, you know, before the wife, the wife will know long time because they will even tell her, her husband is dead and then before she comes to lie at two. But the next verse, verse, verse six and seven talks about, now about uh, three hours later, three hours later, uh, Three hours enough time for her to know, but I don't know where she was. Three hours later, the wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And then Peter asked, verse eight. Then Peter answered, uh, "Tell us whether you sold the land for such and such." She said, "Yes, for so much." And look at the next. Peter said, "How is it that you have agreed together? What? Watch this to test what." <laughs> so sometimes you think the spirit of God is not here. Where is he? It's just the pastor and the pastors and the Christian other Christian. No, he's here. He's here. He's here. He is the one in charge of what is happening. Yeah. He is the one here. He, he, we are here because him, of him. If he's not here, there's no need you come here. You are wasting your time. Mm-hmm. They are wasting your time. We are here because of him. Now, God, put it back on the street, verse 9. He says that, well, to tell the spirit of, look, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door. And they will carry you out. Did you see that? Go to the next verse. Immediately fell down and died. Uh, go, go, go. I, I think I want the verse nine, King James. But there's something I want to point to you. The verse nine the, in the King James. All right, all right. So all right, go, go to the verse four. That has not lied to men, but to one God. Go on. Did you see that? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and He said it's not men you are dealing with; it's God. So the Holy Spirit is God. That's all i have trying. I'm trying to say. The Holy Spirit is God. Now Jesus Christ in a, on His baptism, they've always the Trinity has always been in scriptures especially when Jesus showed up, but the Holy Spirit has always been working from the Old Testament. But when Jesus showed up at his baptism, Bible says that Jesus Christ was being baptized when he went into the water in Luke chapter three or Matthew chapter three, when he went into the water, the heavens were opened and a voice, Bible says that, Matthew chapter chapter three, verse 20, 21, he was praying, and the heavens were was open when he was praying, when he was being baptized. Everyone was being baptized. He also was being baptized, and the heavens was open. And watch this. The Bible talks about how the heavens was, And the Spirit of God descended like a dove upon him. Luke chapter 3, from verse 20. And the Spirit of God descended like a dove upon him. And in Luke chapter 3, verse 21, the Spirit of God descended, and a voice came from heaven. He said, this is my beloved son. Who All the three were in action, Jesus being baptized, Holy Spirit descended like a dove, God spoke from heaven. You see that? Jesus being baptized, Holy Spirit. Well, when Jesus was conceived in the womb, the Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon Mary and Jesus was conceived in the womb. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So he it, has always been around. The Spirit of God has been working, and there are times you see all three at work. When Jesus was dying on the, on the, on the cross, he the Bible says, Cried, Abba, my, uh, my father, my father, spoke to the father and gave up the ghost. Praise yeah. the Lord. So the spirit of God has always been around and working on earth. Amen. That's why I know he's going to continue to work for somebody. Amen. Shout a living amen. amen. All right. So in Genesis, we saw the Holy Spirit at work. In, um, through the Old Testament, all the prophets, you can't be a prophet of God without the spirit of God. I mean, it's, it's just as, as straightforward as that. You can't be a prophet of God without a spirit of God. If you if you're a prophet of God, you, the, the way you can you cannot be an MP in the United Kingdom because you were voted for in Afghanistan. It doesn't make you an MP here. To be an MP here, you must be voted for. You must stand elections in this country. So some things are and there are necessary conditions without which. Other things can happen so you can't be a prophet without the Spirit of God so what I'm trying to say is that the but, but actually I think in Acts the Bible says that David himself being a prophet spoke by the Holy Spirit all right talking about how Jesus Christ God will not allow Jesus Christ to suffer corruption in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3 David was a prophet he spoke by the, the Holy Spirit spoke to David him being a prophet and foreseeing things that are yet to come. Now, so the Holy Spirit was working with them. Now, and then when it comes to the writing of scriptures, giving of scriptures, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's all turn to Second um, Peter chapter 1, verse 21, 20 and 21. 2 Peter 1, verse 20 and 21. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says that knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Know what? No prophecy of Scripture. What the Scripture has said is not for private interpretation. It wasn't said because of just you. And any other person doesn't matter. That particular one is for your own private interpretation. (laughs) No, <laughs> all right, no prophecy of scripture for private interpretation. Verse 21. It's, let's all read it together. Let's go. You, you see that? So the prophets, they spoke on what condition? As they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So he's talking about scriptures, scripture, and actually in 1st first, uh, first, uh, uh, first Timothy chapter. Uh, 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 it talks about how all scripture is given by the breath of God. The pneuma. Uh, and the Greek, the Greek word for all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. That that word, inspiration of God. The Greek word is only one word. And it's we have in English inspiration of God. In Greek, in the Greek it is the The breath of God, which is the Spirit of God. Right? So all scripture was given. So um what I'm trying to say is that the prophets of old prophesied because the Spirit was upon them. Scripture, even the scripture we have, is because of the Holy Spirit The Holy Spirit agent through whom we have, we have the scriptures. And um, when you, what I like to is the church, the church exists because of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter one verse 8, Jesus said, "Wait, wait, wait, guys, wait for the Holy Spirit to come on you." Acts chapter one verse 8, that initial shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you." And then you shall start to work, and then you shall start to function. And so, the Bible says after Jesus had left in Acts chapter one from verse one, chapter two from verse one to four. On the when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one place with one accord. And suddenly, all right. And then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rising mighty, refilled the house where they were sitting. Verse, verse three, Bible said, and there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and sat. on on each of them, the verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That's when the church was born. Um, there has been some theologi- theological discussions about so when did the church, when was the church actually born? Some believe that the church was born after resurrection. When Jesus died and resurrected, that's that now when now people can be born again, alright? But the church, the church is a function of the Holy Spirit. So the church was born on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon man, and then the, that's when Christian community started. They started going out. They, that's the first time they preached in the name of Jesus Christ. They preached to the masses, and that's first time people were added to the church. To the church, not followers of Christ, not just when Jesus was alive. He had disciples, followers, but when he left, that's when the church was officially launched on the day of Pentecost. So even the, the birth of the church had everything to do with the Holy Spirit. And uh, have, you, have you, actually some theologians say this interestingly that the book of Acts, what's it called? Acts one? Have you thought about it? Acts, what's our Acts? Your Acts? What are, some, some theologians believe that it should actually be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because all the apostles were doing is a manifestation of the Holy, you read Acts. The Holy Spirit was too out, and Acts didn't end with Amen. Check that last statement in Acts. It didn't end with Amen. That means the thing is the Act. That's why we are all here. We are a continuation of the Acts. Someone shout Hallelujah! Hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is here. The same. Oh, whoo. I like the way Peter put it. I think in in. in uh, I remember, Acts chapter 11, verse 17, Peter said that they were concerned that he went to preach the gospel to some Gentiles. And so he was summoned to Jerusalem church. He was explaining to them. And he said that if, if therefore, God gave them the, the same gifts as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? God, I didn't believe Gentiles should receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter, you have gone to them and preached, and they have received the Holy Ghost. spoiling this whole church thing. Because not everyone can be part of it. They were bringing, transporting and transferring Judaism into the church. So then in Judaism Gentiles and Jews don't mix. So Peter, you went, he said, Peter told them, me I was somewhere, and the whole God appeared to me. And show me a Revelation, and then he appeared to the one I was supposed to preach to. The one I was supposed to preach to sent for me. When I got there, I started speaking. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they believed. And and who am I? Verse seventeen of Acts chapter eleven. He says that. So when the who am I? When the Holy God gave the same Spirit, Acts chapter eleven verse seventeen. If God gave them the same gift, talking about the Holy Spirit, who am I to resist God? I can't resist God. And so then the point is that. The Holy Spirit coming upon Gentiles to mean that Gentiles were accepted in the church. So, see, this thing is the Holy Ghost thing. Someone shout hallelujah. Holy. Mm, Holy. (laughs) Can I go there? It's the Holy Spirit thing. So it's not some pastor who has gone to some Bible school. There are people who go to Bible school and they are frustrated. Because they're thinking going to Bible school is what makes you called. Bible school doesn't give you a calling you can go into piloting school when you finish you're a pilot but going to Bible school and finish doesn't make you a cult or a pastor or a prophet that, there are two different things you, it has to do with calling the hand of God the spirit of God is upon you for that purpose and then you begin to work on it you, say, you don't just let, leave it for God you have to work it so you work it out and then what grace is on you begins to manifest. And so it has always been the Holy Spirit from the beginning, actually, the beginning of creation, the Holy Spirit has been there. And we also found out that even creation has to do with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then the verse 2 talks about the earth was formed without form and void. And the Spirit of God was hovering upon Then verse 3 said, and God said, let there be. And we understand from John that the word that was spoken is Jesus. So all three. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has been there, has been involved Every time and church now, the Holy Spirit is the one, the chief agent behind your conversion. If you are are born again, then it took the Holy Spirit. Bible puts it this way: um, in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and 13. Let's look at it. In First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and 13, it talks about one body, one body. Now he says that, for us the body is one and has many members, but all the members are of that one body. Being many are one body. So also is Christ. So Christ is one body. Let's all say Christ is one body. Is one body. Say it again. Christ is one body. Go to the next verse, verse 13, that's the one. For by one spirit, you see the spirit capitalized? That's talking about the Holy Spirit. For by one spirit we were All baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, Gentile, racial boundaries don't matter in church. There's no racial discrimination, racial boundaries, social class, and all those things are rubbish when it comes to Christ. Whether Jew or Greek, racial boundary, whether slave or free, social class, all right? All have been made to drink into what one spirit. So it, when you become, watch this, this is very important. When you become born again, the Holy Spirit makes you part of the body. As soon as you're born again, the Holy Spirit makes you. That's why I started with one body of Christ. So it's not like, okay, there's the, uh, this. The, the way sometimes in our communities we have the, uh, the, the Korean church, the uh, Chinese right. church, the, this church, the, this church. It's not like that. Right. Sometimes people do that so that they can identify one another. But in the church, there's there's no discrimination because we all one body. We're all drunk from one spirit. So that means that it takes the Holy Spirit to be a Christian. In Peter chapter one verse two, I like this one. It takes the Holy Spirit to be a Christian. Let's all say that together. It takes the Holy Spirit to be, be a Christian. Say it again out loud. It takes the Holy Spirit to be a Christian. So in in. First Peter chapter one verse two, he said, "Elect, elect according to the foreknowledge of God," talking about us. We have been elected according to the foreknowledge. God knew it already. So it is not because one day you decide, okay, me too, I'm going to go to church again. No, God knew that you have been elected to be a Christian. God knew before you were born, you were chosen, if you are Christian. Thank you. Yeah, but actually, in Ephesians chapter chapter one, I think verse four or verse five. Yeah, I think it's verse five. It talks about um, how we were. Um, from before the foundation of the earth having predestined us predestined to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to his good pleasure I think it's a verse 4 before the foundation of the earth or just as he, you see, just as he chose us in him when? before the earth began you were chosen in Christ too. so I don't think that okay someone convinced me to come to church and that no 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 you have been chosen already that's why the, the, the devil couldn't kill you before you got saved You are chosen. You are en route to heaven. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. He chose us before the foundation, let alone before your parents were even born. Before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blaming him. Just as, then he went on to talk about, just as uh, uh, having predestined. You know what predestination means? Destination, two words, pre and destination. Where you are ending has been already defined predestined as why right, as uh, we have been predestined to adoption you uh, already have been as, as assigned to be a child of God right. okay then I, I don't we don't have to do anything no that's why we have to preach to find out those who are chosen yeah. <laughs> to get them back home shout hallelujah, hallelujah. and so first Peter chapter 1 verse 2 it talks about how we are elected elected according to the foreknowledge of God the father in sanctification of the spirit. Right? For obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Grace to you. So it is, we have been chosen, but it takes the Holy Spirit to set us apart. In sanctification of the spirit. So right from our, our the early days we become born, we become born again. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And then in Second Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse, thank you, Holy Spirit. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse, um, all right, let's look at that, t- okay, chapter 2, verse 13, let's look at that and we'll look at just t- again. We are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification. Did you see that? How? You are chosen, you are chosen from the beginning, you for salvation, how was it going to happen? Through sanctification of the spirit and believe in the truth. So as soon as you believe, the Holy Spirit sanctifies you. So it's all it's about the, the fundamental work of the Holy Spirit. In Titus chapter three, verse five, in Titus chapter three, verse five, it says that not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but look at verse four, to avoid to make sense from verse four. But when the kindness and the love of God are savior towards man appeared when god's kindness appeared not by works of righteousness which we have done but but according to his mercy he saved us how through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the holy spirit when you are saved the holy spirit regenerates you he renews you so you can hear the government say that in in a certain area there's a regeneration program going trying to change the whole. You know, the people there, the buildings, everything. So when you are regenerated, it's like you have been remade. Something from your spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that brings us regeneration. So the Christian is also usually called the regenerated. All right. And how does that take place? By the Holy Spirit. So did you see how central the Holy Spirit is in everything God does on earth? Jesus couldn't be born without the Holy Spirit. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. Mary said, How can this be? Because I'm not not married, so I can't be pregnant. He said, Don't worry. The the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The the Holy Spirit. So someone said, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Say, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Spirit. When it was time for Jesus to go, he told his disciples, I know you are worried because I'm going. But don't, don't be worried because if I don't go, the Comforter will not come. Right. Hi, hallelujah. In John chapter 14, from 14, 15, 16, he took time to talk about his departure in the Holy Spirit, he discussed, he told his disciples about the Holy Spirit. He said, I know you are not happy because I'm, I'm going, but if I do not go, the comforter will not come. So I have to go. So in John chapter, in chapter 14, verse 16, I want to show you something there. In the verse 16, he said, And I pray, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Let's all see another helper. Another Can you give us King James? Let's all read it out together from King James. Let's go. Another Some of you are not reading. Let's all read it out together. Let's go. Another and he shall give you another comfor- another what? Comforter. Another comforter. In the new King James, another helper. Let's look at NIV. I like NIV's version too. Let's read it. Let's go. Another counselor. All right. Look at verse 26 in NIV. Verse 26. But the comforter. Ah, but the counselor. Now, when you read comforter, counselor, advocate, helper. They mean the same thing. Comforter. You say, and look at the verse 16 again. I want to show you something. Verse 16. Because this is very important. The Greek word translated another comforter is allos paracletos. Now, watch this. Watch this. Who is the comforter? Holy Spirit. When he said, I will pray the Father and he will send you another. another. Sometimes we, we miss the another. Yes. So that means there is a comforter. But another one is coming. Yeah. That's another. Jesus is, Jesus is the one who Comfort us. Watch this. This is very important. Now, there are a few prohibitions Jesus gave to his disciples. Prohibitions. Don't do this. or oh, Watch this. Don't. There are few pro- The very one he said most, the, the, the uh, uh, negative prohibitions, don't do it, don't do it. The one he gave most to his disciples. Do you know what it is? thou not steal. Don't lie. What, what? He said, Don't fear. He kept saying it regularly because human beings are, 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 are inclined to fear. Fear not, fear not, don't fear, fear not. <laughs> fear not. Life can be very fearful. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You can be here, you are afraid of what is going to happen by the end of this month. So, you see, ca- courage. When he asks you, there, there, there's what to be for you to be courageous, something needs to be there for you to be courageous. Because you can't be courageous in the absence of something. Other than that, the word courageous will not be used. So to be courageous means that there must be the presence of fear. That's why, so the Holy Spirit's job, Jesus Christ came and he was comforter. The word comforter, uh, The, the it, you see, um, when the King James was being translated, they used the word, he was sent. In John chapter 14, verse 16, King James says that, I pray the Father, and he will send what? I comforter. But New King James used the word helper. At the time they were translating the King James, the English language was very close to the Latin. The English Latin language was very, so the translators used the, the word comforter, not like you are crying, someone is comfort. as I explained it, they, which comes from a Latin word comforte, come with strength. So Jesus Christ actually he being with us is our strength. He is with us with strength now. He said the Holy Spirit is going to come and is going to another one who is going to come with strength to you, strengthen you, the, the, the comforter. All right. Strengthen you. Now, there's another word that was used which I was trying, advocate or helper. So when anything you consult your family advocate. He's the one who speaks on your behalf. He's the one that's why I said I'll, I'll consult my lawyer. you hear from my lawyer next week. So there's an advocate, someone who has to speak on you. And he says that, so when they use the word advocate, and counselor, the same thing. The counselor, so comfort household, the same word means counselor and advocate. That's why the New King James used a helper. It's not like he's waiting for you to be in trouble to come. He's actually abiding with you, helping you all the way. He's standing, so if you have a court case, your, your, your lawyer, he stays with you throughout the period. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say, okay, you know, you go, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow and yeah, try and talk to them. Uh, today I have to go somewhere. Yeah. No. He stays with you. He stays with you throughout. In the same way, the Holy Spirit is, guess what? He is with us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Someone shout, hallelujah. hallelujah. Someone shout, Yes. Amplify said, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter that's counselor, that's helper, that's intercessor, that is advocate, that is strength. You see, strengthener stand by, stand and start standby stand 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 generator. By. Hallelujah! Someone shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's just there, it's just standby, just like the way some. You know, uh, security officers, they are just standing by with guns. Anytime anybody shows up, they, they will take off. They, they are on guard, ready. They are always with you, always by your side. The Holy Ghost is standby. by. He's always by your side to, to, to strengthen you, to, to speak on your behalf, to fight for you, to help you, to counsel you. Shout, hallelujah. Shout, I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Christianity be without the Holy Spirit. Yes. Well, what's, uh, what, what's the meaning of that? What's the, tell me what's the meaning of that. What, what's, what's the meaning of Christianity with the Holy Ghost? We are conducting election, um, prime ministerial election. Tomorrow is the day for voting, and there are no polling stations. No one is going anywhere. And say so we've done the voting. Ah, how do you do it? No no. Uh, opportunity for anyone to show nothing, nothing, nothing. Whether by phone or nothing. Nothing, so if, how did you vote? Or oh, people were thinking about it, so. Yeah. That's not voting. So voting, so there can't be voting without people voicing or showing which candidate or what they prefer. In the same way, you can't you, you have Christianity without the Holy Spirit. So build your relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's how it define, de- defines how your Christian, solid your Christian life is. Because everything has to do with the Holy Spirit. We thank God for using the servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.